Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 687, with Joe and Steve from Ate It. And now you fast forward to today, where you have Yelp going to those places saying, hey, build a profile. We're going to push your you know, positive reviews to the top. And then they say, we can't afford it. And then now, all of a sudden, their negative reviews are at the top of the page. So... It's just like it, it's gotten out of hand and people aren't looking out for the restaurateurs and we want to be known as the hero to the restaurants. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Margin Edge. It is the only restaurant management system to combine automatic invoice processing with POS and accounting integration, improving financial performance, visibility, and efficiency. In other words, with Margin Edge, you can finally run your restaurant without the massive paperwork nightmare. That sounds amazing. And all you have to do is snap a photo of the invoice with your smartphone. Because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you can enjoy up to 50% off your first year. Go to me.marginedge.com slash unstoppable. Everybody loves payday, am I right? But loving your payroll provider, that's a different story. It's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal, it's modern, and who knows, you might even fall in love. To learn more, head over to gusto.com slash unstoppable and when you run your first payroll you'll get your first three months free again that's gusto.com slash unstoppable ladies and gents you've got to own your presence online because that's where your first impressions are made good thing there is bento box because bento box empowers restaurants to own their presence profits and relationships directly through their websites to learn more about bento box and how it can empower you through your website, head over to getbento.com slash unstoppable. And because you are a restaurant unstoppable listeners, you'll save 50% off your setup fee. Again, that's getbento.com slash unstoppable. Thank you, sponsors. And if you guys just fast forwarded through those sponsors and it's been a while since you've uh, listened, be sure to uh, listen to these ones because we got some new sponsors and uh, it's important for me to let you guys know that I cannot do it without their support. So as always, I got to remind you, please use my links. And even better, if there's a tool or service that you learn about on the show, specifically sponsors, reach out to me. I will make an introduction on your behalf uh, to make sure you're getting the best possible customer service. I want to make sure my sponsors are taking care of you, but you got to make sure you're using my links. That's how we keep this show going. All right, guys, uh, today uh, we have a great episode for you. A little bit outside of what I usually do. Uh, I got an email way back in September from Steve from um, Ate It, and I don't always respond to emails from products and services that reach out to me because it's just kind of overwhelming and it's not what I'm about. I'm really just trying to be a, a, a platform for successful people to share the tools and resources they're using. But I made an exception today because I think what uh, Steve and Joe are doing over at Aidit, they're based out of New York City. This is an app. And uh, what, what they're trying to do is to fix the broken review system. And I think this is something that... Um, you know, I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm passionate about, but it's something I definitely recognize as a major issue that I would like to see uh, made right. And I think that this might be a solution. So uh, I gave Joe and Steve my platform today to share us uh, to share with us their vision for how they plan to fix the broken review system. I think it's really cool this this, this idea of just focusing on the food, right? And I kind of get. I don't know. I'm not going to say I'm I'm right or I'm wrong, but I feel that the industry has just kind of gotten out of control with all these extra things we need to do to be successful, to to stay top of mind, to and it's almost like fear based that if we don't do all these things that we're going to be forgotten and our people aren't going to love us and I kind of just want to get back to the point where we are focusing on the food and great service. Is that ate it? I don't know, but it could be and I think that they're coming from a great place. They're young. They're hungry. They're trying to do right. You know, like, let's check it out. Let's, let's, it's better than what's going on out there now. So with that said, here they are, Joe and Steve from Ate It. 
So with excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guests, Steve and Joe from Ate It. Are you two feeling unstoppable today? Every day. All yes. day. So I cannot wait to dive into today's, to today's conversation. First, we've got to cheers. We've got to do a quick cheers. cheers. Thank you for the beers. It's been a long day running all over. i got to get you too. Man. Boom. Yeah, you uh, running all over New York City. Mm. Ah. Ah, thank you. Love that. All right. What if there was a way to help us find the food we're craving in a no bullshit, dead simple, dependable manner recommended by people we actually trust? Well, according to Joe and Steve, there is a way to do that. It's called 8-It App, and uh, I cannot wait to dive into the story of 8-It. But let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you guys got for us? So we thought about it, and uh, for us, it's a mantra that we try to live by in everything that we do, and it's, it's about the food. It's about the food. If we probably will end up getting it tattooed on ourselves at some point, but um, it's, it's our North Star. So wh- why is that your North Star? Why did you choose to make that your North Star? Well, in what we do, it's, it's easy to get distracted by a lot of things yep. and investors and this and that, and when it comes down to making decisions, we always go back to that mantra. It's about, is it about the food or is it not about the food? And if it's not, it, it takes a shelf. Yeah. So. Well, what does about the food mean to you? Like, what does it mean to be about the food? Plain and simple. I mean, if it, if it doesn't have anything to do with, with what's being set down in front of you or if it's not letting you, know, you get to the next step in development or if you're adding something to your app, if it's not food focused, it's a distraction. Yeah. And I, I have to be honest, I typically, when people reach out to me to be featured on the show, I typically don't let people come on the show because for me, it's about like my job is to serve as a filter to the industry when people recommend tools and products and services and that's when I get them on the show after they've been recommended mm-hmm. by somebody who's stressful. And just like you guys, it's about going to the people that, tr- that you, we can trust for recommendations. But what I love about what you guys are doing is that it is about the food. And there's so many uh, services out there today that aren't about the food. They're about profitability, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can be a bullshit organization and be really good at marketing, kind of like, you know, like working the system sure. and put shit food out there, but get really great like listings online and it's kind of like we're not rewarding restaurateurs anymore for actually doing the thing that they're supposed to do putting out really great service and food right Absolutely. do you want to reflect on that yeah i mean like if you boil it down to just even the way the app works as soon as you open it it says what do you want yeah. and the way that the food is listed in there is not by cuisine it's by food type because that's the way we talk i yeah, never no. say hey eric i'm really in the mood for american food yeah i would say I'm in the mood for a burger. You want to go get burgers? Yeah. And that's how the food is listed in there. And it's dish specific. It's not, you know, if you go on Yelp and you search burgers, you're going to get a list of restaurants that have burgers, but the ratings in there are not indicative of the burger. They're indicative of the establishment. Yeah. So that's kind of one example of what we mean by it's about the food. It's like drilling it down to the things that matter. And the food is the cornerstone of the of the dining experience yeah. and uh, i i want to get into the functionality of the app and how it works and how it's evolved but let's first start with where did this idea come from like what was the spark that made you guys want to create this resource so it, it kind of goes back to about three four years ago now um joe and i have known each other for 10 years we actually just did the math today it's 10 years exactly nice. and um I moved out to New York City from San Francisco, and I love food more than anything. I grew up in a restaurant. It's like a you great did. city to love food in. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. San Francisco's amazing, um, but I know you grew up in a restaurant as well. That's right. My dad owned an Italian restaurant, and my family worked in it our whole life. So I've worked, you know, bus busboy, waiter, prep cook, pastry chef, all the all the jobs. And um, when I got here, I was really overwhelmed by the amount of options there are to eat in New right. York City. It's one of the best food cities in the world. So I caught myself like, you know, doing what the average person does. You're in the mood for ramen. And you go on Google and you search best ramen New York City. And what happens is you get all these different options of articles to read. Top 10 from Time Out. Top 20 from Infatuation best ramens from eater and i found myself reading these articles and spending 30 hours, to 40 minutes yeah. hours yeah <laughs> trying to find the best one and then you're like triangulating the address of this one place and trying to figure out if it's near me and i have oh i have to take 10 trains to get there and i started texting joe because joe's born and raised in new york is one of my best friends and i started to kind of get his take yep. on that and we would go back and forth on food recommendations over text and from there it kind of that's kind of where it sparked the the idea of going back and forth and saying like, what if it was 
this easy? What if it was as short as a text message and it was from someone that you trust mm -hmm. and it was built on trust and yeah. built on something that's succinct like that? And we started digging in and started to realize that review culture is a little bit broken. And you How have, is review culture broken? To be honest, man, it's, it's, it's a lot of like fake reviews and Karens that are out there and just leaving negative stuff that have nothing to do with the food itself, which goes back to why we're strictly about yeah. the food. It doesn't matter if you it, know the place dude, is a five-star with white tablecloths and gold utensils or it's a food cart or a dive you, bar. Have you ever taken the time to actually read the reviews that people – coming from restaurants, oh. restaurant families, like go ahead, Joe. Probably more often than I want to admit. Just it's so maybe from painful. An, from an entertainment standpoint, one, yeah. and with all the research we had to do to really figure out if this was something that would work and like would solve not only our problem, but hopefully everybody else out there that has a similar problem to us. Um, yeah, and, and some of the stuff that's out there, man, is just... Well, like the point that I'm... The trying to make is that these Karens right yep. will like give a one-star review for some absolute bullshit reason for like the spaghetti was too thin no it's and not then, even it's not even <laughs> it's not even the about the food half the time or yes yeah, you, you'll, you'll get it like um you know it took us 40 minutes to get our table or the lights were too bright but the food was great yeah two it's, stars it's or one bullshit. And, and I'm like i'm like why why does that why does that reputation of the restaurant lend itself to because and I don't think people realize the impact this has on their business. No, not at know? all. And that and that's the the sad part is you have yeah. these people out there that are controlling the again the reputation that these people are working their asses off to build when they're putting out amazing food but since it's a little too bright or a little too dim or a little too cold the it's it suffers because some people had a bad experience outside of the food and it's yeah. it's not just Yelp. I don't know if you saw the recent article about TripAdvisor. Did you see it? I didn't. Okay, so basically the article breaks down that TripAdvisor is actually one of the most trusted sources for tourists. So when they when all these people travel around the world, they go on TripAdvisor to find out where the best place to eat is, yeah. which is inaccurate because you go on there and if you search Italian food on TripAdvisor, you'll get you'll see like a restaurant like Olio e Pew here in New York place is packed every night and it's full of tourists is it the best italian food in new york no right but they they do a really great job of managing their their trip advisor account they well, also that's the thing uncovered like, like fake reviews on to there. even get on these platforms you have to you have to claim your account you have to register your right. account and again at the end of the day we're here to serve fucking food not live online and promote our businesses and that's kind of one of the issues I have with the, the world we live in today. There's, you have to be so good at so many things to cover all of your bases, but you're really like at the end of the day, I just want to share my one passion, how to make a really good burger, how to make the best pizza. And it's unreasonable to be expected to be in all these places, mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I think it's, it's like, where do you say like it's enough is enough? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the gift and the curse of the internet, right? It's like everybody has a voice and can say these things, but you know, a chef who's out there trying to make, delicious dishes and and put his love on a plate to somebody yeah. has to worry about all those other things when you know he didn't go to school for social media marketing and all of that stuff and that uh, that stuff gets expensive and yeah. when you're trying to to just be successful serving food you have all these other things that you have to like you were saying that you have to to worry about and that eats up Money, it's not, time, it's, yeah, it's not a true stuff. representation yeah, not of at all. what's out there, what's right. the best. And to come full circle, that's what I love about you guys because the, these restaurateurs can now take their, you know, if if and when ain't it spreads throughout the world, now we can just focus on the food and doing what we love best. So we can get recognized for doing what we're what we got into this industry to do, make amazing food. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So that's uh, exactly right. It's really awesome stuff um so we're still talking about like how like what was the idea for this right so i kind of got a little bit of a tangent so you identified that there's a broken system right and you wanted to fix this system i think right. that's kind of where we left off so take it from there yeah so we really dove into food reviews out there and started building a database of the most highly recommended dishes by category and basically what we netted out with was an app that's treats you like a human being, simplifies everything from the experience, and then delivers an aggregated system of reviews from people that you trust, whether that be Eater, Infatuation, New York Times, specific chefs, 
that are credible in the industry, writers. So that was one of my questions. How do you filter these people? How do you know we trust these people? What makes these people so trustworthy? So that's the interesting thing. When we were digging into the data before we even like started wireframing the app, we did research and we saw that on Simmons, 93% of New Yorkers consider themselves a foodie. Mm. And we don't really like the word foodie, <laughs> but that's how they, they categorize it. Like it's a relative term. Yeah. It's like, what do you, was a foodie to you? Yeah, right? totally. But at the end of the day, what we realize is within this 93% of foodies, everyone trusts a different source. Like, where do you find out where, where to eat when you're in a new city? Where do I find yeah. out? I talk to people. So, like, yeah. obviously, you have a big network of chefs. So yeah. You can, like, text anyone. <laughs> but, but honestly, if I'm, if I'm on my phone and I'm hungry and I need food now, I'll use Google, like Google Maps. Because right. it's usually, here I am. I want food and I want to be close to me. So Google Maps is usually my go-to. So a Google review is what I pay attention to. Right. So like everyone trusts something different. Like, you know, one person might say eater's my favorite where the next person says infatuation. So we wanted to make sure that we were including all those because what's beautiful about Aided is once you open the app, it becomes your own personal experience. You can filter it based on the people that you trust. We just want to make sure that all the sources are in there. Okay. And these sources are the, the sources of people who are recommending these places to eat. Correct. So think, it could be food media, but it also could be uh, personalities in the yeah. food industry. I think one other really interesting thing, um, I mentioned that like the word foodie is relative, but also good food is relative. And I think like pizza and Chinese food are probably the two biggest culprits. Good pizza for me isn't going to be good pizza to you or you. It all depends on what our our idea of pizza is. You guys are, you're, you're from New York, right, Joe? Yep. New yep. York. New York style pizza is a little bit different than say, you know, like Greek uh, pan pizza, you know, that's like, not pizza. See, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But if, or like Detroit, uh, like rectangular pizza or yeah. Chicago deep dish pizza. The thing is like what, what I grew up eating is what I think is good pizza. So what I say is good might not be good for that person that wants New York style pizza. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Uh, same thing with Chinese food. Like mm-hmm. Chinese foods based off of your interpretation of whatever it was you grew up with. So right. that's why it's cool to have these experts come in who know cuisine and say, this is actually as authentic as it gets. Right. I think having that filter there is really powerful. Yeah. I mean, if at the end of the day, we like to say like, you know, everyone cares about what one person thinks. Yeah. So well, it's not, not, the, it's not the fact that everyone cares what everyone thinks. Cause then you're on Yelp and TripAdvisor where it's a democratic bathroom wall of stuff that anyone can write on. That's what Anthony Bourdain said in that uh, episode, that clip online. Right. So I love that. I think that we're line. at, a, I think we're at a good place to take our first break to thank our sponsors. And we'll be right back to kind of dive into the evolution of eat it. And uh, again, how you're finding these experts and how that, that, cause that, that filter is really interesting to me. And I'm sure it'll be interesting to my listeners to find out how you're selecting these people. So we'll be right back. Imagine if processing invoices was as easy as snapping a photo with your smartphone. Oh my gosh, that'd be nice. Well, with Margin Edge, it is that easy. You snap a photo of the invoice and Margin Edge takes it from there. Every line item in every handwritten note is captured. Margin Edge then integrates with your POS so each day you know everything you bought and everything you sold. With Margin Edge, you get a rolling P&L with drill-down capabilities, and it flows effortlessly to your accounting system of choice. That's pretty nice. So what does this mean to you? It means you can run your restaurant without the massive paperwork nightmare. It means getting your team back to creating memorable experiences for your guests. It means having your purchase and sales data in one place immediately for effective and rapid decision-making. So if we have your attention, go to me.marginedge.com slash unstoppable because you are restaurant unstoppable listeners. You can enjoy 50% off your first year. Go to me.marginedge.com slash unstoppable. All right, we're back. And I want to dive a little bit more into um, these filters that you're setting into place to, to make sure that your your platform continues to have integrity and is, is getting recommendations from only the right people. So, uh, how are you choosing dive a little deeper into how you're choosing these, these organizations? How do you make the cut? So from a, from a food media standpoint, all the media companies that cover food are in there. Um, eater infatuation, New York times, thrillist, anyone that covers food is in there. Then from a credible people standpoint, whether you're a critic, a writer, a chef, we're we're basically looking at the industry and saying where are people who are the people that are putting reviews out there recommendations some chefs do it on their instagram some of them are doing it on twitter and i think that's the the tough part as someone that loves good food is 
there's too much content everywhere. Yeah. And what we're trying to do is consolidate it in one place. So when you're hungry, you can just open up Ate It and get all that information distilled down to eight words while you're on the go. Yeah. So so I'm going to challenge you guys just a little bit. And I know you guys are you're still a young app. You're still yeah. coming into your, you know, your... For sure. Yeah, you're still evolving, right? And that, that's to be expected with startups, right? Like they have a vision and it's like pivot, pivot, pivot until you find the sweet spot, right? Um, are you a little concerned that the fact with like Thrillist or Eater or some of these other platforms, I'm not really sure about Eater. I don't know. I, I know publicists have a lot of swing is the point I'm trying to get yep. to. And if you have big money, you can afford a good publicist. They have a massive network of people that they're working with to get their clients on these platforms like sure. Eater, like and like Thrillist mm-hmm. and all these like New York Times. Like, oh, like I have the right publicist. We could just, we know somebody. We'll totally. get in there. How are you filtering that shit? It's, it's really hard to, I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and we know that some restaurants out there have more sophisticated marketing and PR teams that do exactly what you just said. Yeah. But I think the beauty of what we've built is that it's an open platform for, you know, there might be some reviews that Eater was paid to write about and there's no way for us to vet that. Yeah. But what we like to do is say that we're covering everything from five star to dive bar. And when we were sitting down with Carl Ruiz, yeah. He was he he loved this thing and he said I love this that I can tell my people my followers where I think the best burger is. And see that's the kind of thing that excites me is that you go to people like say his name one more time for us. Carl Ruiz. Carl Ruiz and uh sorry to hear about your loss by the way. I know he was a Thank big you. advocate for what you guys are doing. I'm sorry you guys, you know, he was in your corner and that must have been a Really exciting. I can only imagine. Yeah, pretty hard to put into words. Yeah, yeah. He has such a great reputation. People listen to people like him, right? So um, the fact that you're going to people like Carl is, I think, really exciting. And like chefs that are respected because they talk, they know what's good, and they're gonna. And that that's what really excites me about that app is people like Carl that are out there saying like this, these are the good spots. Like I've eaten everything in this city. This is my city. I know where to go. I think that's where there's a lot of uh, excitement. Yeah, we're de- we're definitely trying to get more Carl Carl esque people yeah. on the platform. I can so help. I know so some folks. <laughs> a- absolutely, man. Would, would throw anybody's hat in the ring. We'd love yeah. to talk to them. Yeah. Um, but j- just so the app isn't dependent on the Power Five Eater infatuation, those guys that we talked about, because of you know what you had said before about PR teams play. and all yeah. that stuff. Because there's a ton of food out there where again they're just focused on today yeah there might be an immigrant that has like right. don't have two pennies to they don't together. they don't have but but you know the lady's making phenomenal pierogies exactly. that, nobody, that nobody knows about from the homeland exactly you know? and we've we've done our best you know just the two of us to go out and try and find some hidden gems but i get it the beauty of having carl um was he fed us a bunch of those and and you know we're talking to a few more people trying to get them involved um but just having that you know kind of hidden gem category not even a category but just getting more you know food that isn't being promoted yeah. in the app for people yeah. to go try is really something we're trying to hit on so real quick i think it would make sense uh f- for our listeners to understand exactly like how this sucker works so take us through w- like how your platform is different from other platforms like if i'm opening the app like what am i going to expect when i open the app i mean basically it, it you're going to open it up and it's going to be like having the the friend that you trust the most in the world's food opinion on right in front of you he's he's he or she's there whenever you want you open it up it's going to talk to you like a human it's just going to ask you simply what do you want yeah okay and that that's the the screen where you have like a, like a yep, like there's, there's 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 a, there's a, a roller or whatever you call it's that like thing. A wheel of fortune yeah. <laughs> yeah. price is right wheel yeah. yeah right so you go through there and, and like steve had touched on before it's categorizing the thing by by dish yeah you know not by overall cuisine so you're going to scroll through you're going to see uh, all the parms, you're going to see burgers, you're going to see pho, you're going to see ramen. It's an alphabetical order, and you can just keep scrolling and keep scrolling, and it's not endless. And you guys added calzones to that list. Thank you very much. <laughs> no that problem. was my request. We did that just for you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> so, so that allows you to check out closest to you within like a half a mile, you know, that specific category. Um, there's another functionality that we built in, though, that's really like – I think both of our favorites is the hangry button. Whereas, you know, <laughs> you have no idea what you want to eat, but you need to eat something right yeah. now. You tap the hangry button and it's going to bring up everything within a half a mile of Ooh. you from the entire app. So every dish, it's going to it's going to feed you the first half mile, but if you continue to scroll, it's going to give you every dish in the city that's in the app. Yep. So, so just to kind of summarize or like to regurgitate what you share with us. Sure. I I open the app and everything all like based off like 
sandwiches, pasta, tacos, yep. uh, dumplings, calzones, dumplings, whatever type of cuisine you're going to be, you're going to get a list of all the, the best, like pizza, pe- like list of pizzas. If you, if you have pizza, every best pizza place in New York city, slice pie, depending yeah. on who wrote about it, whether so it's, it's, it's categorized by the dish, the dish itself. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just Italian food. It's not, you know, American or Thai. It's, you know, we're talking pad Thai. We're talking ramen or we're talking hyper specific. So I identify the thing that I'm hungry for and I select that. Say it's pad Thai. Correct. I select pad Thai. What happens next? All right. So once you select pad Thai, it's going to bring you to a beautiful list that you can scroll through again of those those individual dishes based on proximity to where you are right now. So it's based off proximity, not the best. Uh, no, yeah, it's not ranked okay. because how we're looking at this is is if it's not the best, if it's not great, it's not in the app. Okay. So it, it doesn't necessarily matter which one's which. It's where are you right now to go get it? And you okay. touch so on, it's convenient you touch on something. Correct. You touch on something yep. that I want to talk about. Please, because you asked me how is review culture broken earlier, mm. and I think one of the reasons that we think review culture is broken is that there's no. The, the system's gotten out of control. There's the five-star system. There's the 10-star system that Infatuation uses. Zagat has Zagat a 30-point <laughs> system. So it's like, what does that even mean? And the New York Times has their stars, Michelin Guide. It's, uh, it, uh, we personally think it's out of control. You've got to like learn the system for each recommenda- or each right. s- recommender. I don't know. Right. right. <laughs> so the way we're looking at it is it's got to be love at first bite. And would you go back for it? Yeah. When you eat it, would you send would you send one of your best friends to go eat that or not? Would you go back for would it? Would you text them after the your first bite of it? Like you, you take a bunch, like I got to tell Steve about right. this. I love it. Um, okay, so when we select the the place, we found the place that's closest to us. We want to go there. What happens after that? All right, so you're going to tap on the dish, the pad thai you choose. Um, it's going to bring you to the highlight of that dish and you're going to see there, you're going to see exactly where it is. It's going to bring up the Google information on, uh, the hours it's open, uh, how far it is away from you. Uh, it's going to show you that hero shot of the picture and then below it's going to have the eight it. Um, you're also going to be able to, uh, either tap the eight it logo and read the reviews that other people had for it. Um, or there's a go button. And if you tap that, it's going to bring up, uh, Google Maps, it's going to bring up uh, Lyft, and it's going to bring up Uber. Nice. So then you can tap one of those and get a ride right from the app. You don't have to type in the address. You don't have to do anything. Super you just literally convenient. call the car right from the app. Nice. Or just like pull up like the tap Google and they get the walking yep. directions. They, yeah. Gonna, the walking directions, but yeah. it's also going to give you the entire Google list of information that you need. Phone number, it. this, contact information, all of that. And stuff. Is that the end of the user experience or does it go beyond that? That's the end right now. Okay. I think there's we have we have a vision of it being further down the line. I know it could be a little dangerous to talk about what you want to do because then people expect it, but like what can you give us something that like you you want to see in in the future that you feel pretty confident about that you can execute? You know, I think I think at the end of the day, we'd love to see the user experience end at the restaurant. We'd love to know, hey, like reward people for eating the dish at the restaurant. How cool would that be if we knew that you actually made purchases at Via Carota? Wait, say that one more time. I just want to make sure I fully understand. What so like right now, like you said, the user experience ends when you click yeah. the Google Maps button or the Uber or Lyft app. So we'd technically be able to tell like you got dropped off there, but we don't know if you what you got there, yeah. what you, how much you spent at the restaurant, and it'd be a really amazing way for restaurateurs to reward their customers for how much money they've spent. So It's kind of like a reward be, system. That's, that's way further down the line, but a, a reward system would be pretty, pretty Reward badass. system. There, there's also something we've been you know playing ping pong with a little bit is, is, is introducing something called like the trust score, where it goes back to the conversation we were having earlier when you mentioned you know how do we know that this food is actually good or is it just some restaurant that has a deep pockets and is using their PR people to get it? We want to have the ability for the user to kind of vote on thumbs up or thumbs down. Was it great or was or was it not? Like, would you go back and eat it or not? And yeah. then if the trust score, kind of uh, similar to Rotten Tomatoes, if the trust score falls below, let's call it 80%, um, that dish gets removed. Oh, 80%. That's pretty high. I mean, that's a, that's a great. That, I think that's well, great, I, though. I, I mean, like, look, if, if it's a high standard, I, it is, and and that and it goes back to to what we were saying before is that if it's if it's not great, we don't want it in the app. Well, now, eighty percent might be a little high, but 
it's setting the bar that high. It's going to be just it would overwhelming otherwise. It, it, right, because, yeah. you know what, at 67%, you're going to be like, eh, whatever. But what we really want to do is, is, is make sure that everybody out there that uses the app trusts us exactly because if 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 it's if you don't trust us yeah what good are we like we're going, just another one of these places that you know is indifferent on going on back going yeah going back to the pizza example like we're in new york city if it doesn't make it above 80 then like you got to drop it off the list because there's how many fucking pizza places in new right. york city exactly. and like it's overwhelming you yeah, have we'll, to have we'll, that high standard we'll you're a, about the best will a seven out of ten do in a pinch yeah but i'm not going to go out of my way to get that if i'm craving a Phenomenal fucking slice of pizza. Excuse yeah. my language. No, I, I do it all the time. Okay, <laughs> if you're craving a phenomenal a fucking slice pizza. of pizza, yeah. um, you want a phenomenal slice of pizza because you know that that's gonna you know that's gonna do it. Yeah. Well, I got. I won't lie. I got a little worried when I heard you say like we're gonna let the 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 user vote. I'm like, then you're just right back to the broken system again. But it, because you're limiting their their input, not letting them give it a one out of five. Oh, typically, yeah, it, right. Because that's going to kill someone's average. Right. And then you get these schmucks that don't know what the frig they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, you just you're making yourself look so. Bad. And all we're doing you're is such an idiot. Right? right. And all and all we want them to do is talk about the dish that they ate. But a thumbs up, right? Exactly. That's like it's I like up, it. thumbs down. Yeah. And thumbs the, up is I, one. Thumbs down yeah, is zero. And it, and that's and when, all you get. When you look at what um, really determines your success in the restaurant industry and what will keep your doors open is repeat customers. Correct. And they, that's what the goal is, is yep. to get people to come mm-hmm. back. So Would you come back for it? Exactly. Yeah. And if they're coming back, then you know it's legitimate. I, I just had a thought pop into my head. Is there a way for you guys to track if somebody goes back to that place a second time? Not right now. Because if you could actually yeah. track if they actually do go back, that that has some that has some like weight. You totally. Know? And if they cool. use the app, eventually we'd be able to track. You know, if they were to be like, hey, you know, I, if they go through the process of the app, yes, we'd be able to eventually find out that they went there. Like when Steve was talking about the re- the rewards program and stuff like that. But as of right now, no. Yeah. So t- t- how long have you guys been? fully like functioning and like out into like the, how long have people been using this, this platform? The app went live in the app store in May, May 2019. Yep. And we're about to hit 3000 users. Um, we haven't really done a whole lot of marketing besides just really good Instagram content. Um, but the idea was conceived two almost two years ago. And then we went into UX design and actual design and then development. It's quite a process to, to build an app. Yeah. And we bootstrap the whole thing ourselves. So not to mention trying to figure out your voice. Yeah. Well, let's get a little bit into your story. I'm just, just kind of realizing now we kind of skipped over the story of how you guys brought this thing to fruition. Uh, what's it been like since the, the, the day you guys were like, we're committed to this, let's make it happen. Uh, what's the journey been like? Not easy. Roller coaster could, for uh, definitely a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, what are your biggest challenges? Yeah, I think there's there's highs and lows and um, a lot of no's. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of no's, that. man. But who's uh, giving you no's? Uh, I think there's just a lot of people sometimes that you run into when you have an idea that's different than yeah. everything else that just don't get it. A lot of people are telling us it's a crowded virtual, market. Virtual, like, v, uh, what's the word I'm looking VC. for? VC. VC. Yeah. Capital. Yeah, we've run into a few venture capitalists that. Um, the, convers- the conversation ha- it ends up coming to the point where they're like, well, how do you monetize? Are you going to make money off restaurants? Because that seems like the best way to do it. That's how everyone else does it. And we're like... We're not everybody else. We're not everybody else. Yeah. And we have a firm stance that we're not going to make money off restaurants. And, you know, from from both of our DNAs of seeing how hard our parents have... You know, Which is another reason why I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm getting these guys on the show because like, I love your values. And that's something that you shared with me when you first reached out, when I was on the road yeah. in Albuquerque like two months ago. Yeah, I mean, you know, working in my family's restaurant, I would see reps come in, and this was before the social media time, but uh, you know, out-of-home billboard reps, radio reps would come in and say, hey, can I speak to the manager, da-da-da-da. And they were always kind of trying to sell stuff to my family and – at the end of the day, we're struggling to just put money, put food on the table. I can't. We don't have like huge marketing budgets to, yeah, man, to I, drive I, I customers. Have visit, vivid memories of my own mother sitting at the kitchen table crying like monthly. Like, how are we going to pay the mortgage? Shit is hard. And like, it's, it's, it's like you're right. Like, we can't make 
we need to support these restaurant operators. We don't need to like dip into their pockets more, even more than their, their pockets are already being dipped into just to get by. And now you fast forward to today where you have Yelp going to those places yep. saying, hey, build a profile. We're going to push your you know, positive reviews to the top. And then they say, we can't afford it. And then now all of a sudden their negative reviews are at the top of the page. So it's just like it, it's gotten out of hand and people aren't looking out for the restaurateurs and we want to be known as the hero to the restaurants. Yeah. And you know, I, I kind of, you're, you're that value those values. That is what won me over. I have to be honest. Cause like you're, these are the same values I have with restaurant unstoppable, like restaurant unstoppable's mission is to serve the industry is mm-hmm. to exist, not to profit off the industry, but to be that filter to help expedite that struggling mom and pop restaurant totally. that's like where do i learn how to be successful because i can't trust anybody who's trying to sell their their products to me like who do i trust yeah yeah we're, we're not trying to sell any products to, yeah. to a restaurant we're, we're the only thing we would ask from a restaurant is their food yeah. you know like to try and drive more people to their place to give us you know 50 free reward incentive you know what i mean yeah. like get somebody in the door on a sunday monday tuesday wednesday when you're slow but that's pretty standard operating procedure for restaurants 100%. like people come into your restaurant what, you, you offer something free because they're going to spend eighty, ninety, a hundred dollars yeah, anyway. Added value. It's it's a way to kind of get them to wow. Like it's it's just you feel like you're getting a better deal. So it's, it's a great method of getting people to be loyal. To taking them. taking yeah. advantage of something that they already offer and using it to help not only us grow but help you know get more people into the restaurants when it is slow. Yeah, and that's that's where it starts. Right is that mission statement to be the hero to the restaurants. And then we have ideas that we plan to roll out in the next year or so that will help the restaurants. One of those things being, I remember on one of your previous episodes, you had Sean from digital hospitality on, and he was talking about like, Oh, we have to deal with Facebook and we have to deal with Yelp. And we like, he was listing off all these platforms that you need to be thinking about as a restaurateur. And from our standpoint, if we build this thing the right way and we have an audience of say a quarter million people in New York city that love good food, this is now a platform for those restaurants to communicate directly to that audience and drive door swings. Mm. So with the ability to send a push notification as an example that we just built into the app, if a restaurant is running uh, you know, a special that, is has been written about and it's ate it worthy we can send it out to quarter million people directly to their phones whereas now they have to run an ad on facebook an ad on instagram or they just post it organically no one's going to see it because the algorithm sucks like or they're paying an influencer yeah. to post about it right. and then right. who knows who's going to see that and but like then again it's money out of their pocket and like one interesting trend that we're seeing in, in the restaurant industry i'm not sure if you've seen it on the west coast yet but like the same way like streetwear and fashion are doing collaborations, we're seeing so many of those pop up in New York City. Like there was a sweet chick and Num Pang came together to do a pork belly fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. Um, the guys over at Black Seed Bagel do a monthly collab where they partner with even like high end restaurants like Crown Shy and they did a short rib bre- breakfast uh, bagel that was amazing. Yeah, but. When I sat down with those guys at Black Seed, I know Noah over there, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, we work with a bunch of influencers, and that's how we get the word out. Yeah. And the algorithm doesn't necessarily make it's sure little, that people are going to see yeah, that. Yeah, it's a little disingenuous in the sense that like, you're, you're kind of working the system in a way, right? Right. Um, is that kind of what you're... Is that what you're... Yeah, so like with, with stuff like that, those special edition items that come out that someone that loves food wants to go explore and yeah. go try... To find them, sometimes you find out after it's over. Yeah, that's a good point. And with with the app, if we build this the right way, we have the push notifications built in. Anyone with the app gets that instantaneously. Mm. You click the push notification and you're in there. That's pretty cool. So what, uh, what were some of the other challenges? You said getting the capital just to get traction, to prove people your, con- your proof of concept. I think it's a mix of, I wouldn't say that we're like, we really need a lot of capital. I think we're looking for smart capital. We're What's smart capital? People, people that can, it. people that get it, people that can build with us yeah. and help us grow the audience. And this is really, this is great um, that you guys are mentioning. So this is kind of a life lesson. And any of one of our listeners that are looking for capital to open their restaurant, this is a lesson for them to take right now. Don't take any money. When you take people's yeah. money, they're going to have expectations. And they, they're going to want you to monetize they have right to be away. Aligned. They don't care what it is. They have to have the same yep. values. They have to be pulling in the same direction. And, and like get them to write their values down before they know what your values yep. are. So you can get like, an authentic representation 
expectation of what their intention are. I, and then put that into writing and say, if you pull me away from these values, mm-hmm. we have uh, like no strings attached opportunity to get the, the I, F away yeah, from these I mean, relationships. To be, to be perfectly honest with you, Steve and I didn't start this to make money. Yeah. Would it be nice? Yeah. But this had nothing to do with money whatsoever, which is why we built it off of our own dime. Yeah. Um, would it be great? Yeah. yeah. But from from a standpoint of, of you need to monetize now, you need to monetize. That's not what we're about. We're about getting everybody in this city to understand that we're here and we want you to use our platform because you can trust us that we're not feeding you bullshit. Yeah. I love it, man. One more quick break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back to start wrapping up the conversation and to kind of see what the future of Aid It looks like. Uh, you guys need a sip of beer or anything? I haven't even touched my I'm sure you felt it before, right? That pressure, that intense pressure to have your restaurant website on point. But you should have that pressure. You should feel this way because your restaurant website is so important. It is your first impression and it represents your entire brand. But here's the thing. You're not a web developer. You're a restaurant owner. So how can you be held to these standards? Well, with a Bento Box, that's how. Bento Box empowers you to own your presence, profit, and guest relations, all with full support, integration, and analytics. And here's something that's really great about Bento Box is that it prioritizes website accessibility. So with Bento Box, you can get a certified accessible restaurant website that follows ADA guidelines and supports your business because this is how you show your people you care. Beyond that, Bento Box websites drive 70% more traffic. They see seven times more conversions and get five times return on investment. What else can I say? Well, how about over 5,000 restaurants in all 50 states and around the world are using this platform with its suite of tools. Head over to getbento.com slash unstoppable. And when you use that link, you'll save 50% off your setup. Again, that's getbento, G-E-T-B-E-N-T-O.com slash unstoppable. It's the entrepreneurial myth, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's the idea that when you open your own restaurant, life is going to get easy because you get to do exactly what it is that you love, whether that's front of house or back of house. And then reality kicks in, right? You've got to do all this other stuff that comes with owning a business like taxes, HR, payroll, really boring stuff. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small business. And if you want to add on 401k or health benefits, it's a breeze. Those old school clunky payroll providers just were not built for the modern small business. Not to mention, you've got to compete with the big guys. But how do you compete with the big guys when you don't have big guy bucks? Well, with Gusto, that's how. Get back to doing what it is you love and let Gusto handle the rest. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you'll get your first three months free when you run your first payroll. That's Gusto.com slash Unstoppable. Again, Gusto.com slash Unstoppable. We're back, and I kind of want to wrap up the conversation with uh, like what the future looks like because right now you're only in New York City. Maybe some people are interested in getting involved. Mm-hmm. I want them to know how they can get involved if you are even taking you know, that's even an option. Uh, so what does the future look like? What does the, like you're only in New York city right now. Like when do you plan to be outside New York city? Kind of give us a, the picture of like what this looks like. So the number one focus right now for us is New York city. Yeah. Um, our strategy is to win in New York and then eventually expand to other markets. Ideally in five years, we're in every big food city around the world. Nice. Um, if you're outside of New York city, download the app, let us know. The first thing that's it's going to do is realize you're not in New York and ask you if you want Aid It in your city. And it gives you a little thumbs up, thumbs down. Give it a thumbs up and we'll get a notification that, we, Supply that and you demand, want it. Supply and demand, right? Yeah. Like if that demand's there, that's going to be your cue to go to that city Exactly. Next, right? So that's how we have it built. So right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're only available to iOS users, Android or correct. Apple products, right? Do yep. you plan on getting over to the Android side of things? Absolutely. And that, that's just really a capital investment that yep. we need to make. So if anyone out there is listening and they want to get involved, let's talk. And nice. you want to get it on Android. But right now, we're, we're kind of like we've hit the cap of our own money. I think the, the other thing, too, and I, I know that I have some legitimate restaurant operators out there that are successful, uh, that are you know making good money, that have money to invest. You know, how cool would it be if we found money from within the industry to get this, this sucker going? We that'd owned, be ideal. You know, we owned this thing within the industry. Uh, that'd be awesome. That was always our vision. Yeah. It was how do we bring everyone to the same table? Right. 
we'll like. hopefully you guys get some knocks on the door after this recording. Um, so what's the best way? To, so you said just do you go into the app? The best way to to stay plugged in is to download the app if you have an Apple product, uh, and then to give a thumbs up in your city. Right. And the other thing to remember is the app is password protected right now because we don't want anyone and any any anyone out there to just be able to download it yeah um, we're keeping it strictly to the industry and people that love food nice so when you open the app after you download it it's going to say what's the password and we've created a special password for your listeners that says unstoppable nice so when you go in there type in unstoppable and you'll have access into ada and then you can let us know what city yeah. uh, you're in and i think most of the people that are listening like everybody makes it to new york city eventually right you know like it's one of those food cities you just go to so keep this in the back of your mind like down like right now pause this episode go to the apple store get the app put it on your, on your phone so when you come to new york city you can use it and experience it and um i mean i i kind of i'm curious like if i'm sure my listeners are wondering like well how can i get on this app but it seems like it's really hard to get on like as how can i be featured on the app but like it sounds like you got to earn it which is not necessarily a bad thing i mean so, <laughs> it, you gotta question. you gotta be i mean if you're a chef and you've been written up b- before or won an award, hit us up. I think um, we're down to talk to whoever as long yeah. as you have a following of people that yeah. want to know your opinion. Yeah. I so think when that's when I say the really get the on the app, I'm like, how do I get my food on the app? But it looks like you have to kind of like be recommended by the industry to get on the app. So that's kind of a not much you can do aside from get into the kitchen and cook your ass off, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you've been... I mean, ra- if you're getting into the kitchen and cooking your ass off and you're worthy... If yeah. your food's worthy, you, you're either going to get written up on, yeah. written up about, or we're going to hear about you. Or, I mean, honestly, if somebody's been on your podcast and they're just one of those chefs or somebody that hasn't had the huge PR team, we'll gladly talk to them. Yeah. And if their yeah. food's like, you know what I mean? What about how do we become somebody who is a trusted recommender of restaurants? Like you had uh, your boy. Uh, his name's escaped me. Carl. Uh, Carl. Like yeah. Somebody like uh, with his respect, who's listening to this within their city. Um, how do they? How do they get to be that person who gets to make the recommendations? I think you know as long as long as like someone like Carl, he's he was on the Food Network. He's won multiple awards for the food that he's been cooking over the last thirty years. He had and an audience. He had an audience. So what if like, we are listening to this and we or we know somebody who fits this avatar that you're explaining right now? Like if they fit into that mold, the person you're looking for to be somebody. What do, what do you call these people that make the recommendations? Is there a name for that? Official aid at critic. Official. So if we wanted to become an official aid at critic, like what's the first thing we do to reach out to see if we're even to apply? So we'll put it that way. Hit us up on Instagram at Aided App or email me or Joe, Steve at Aided App, Joe at AidedApp.com. Yeah. And just hit us up and let us know. We're Thanks. down to talk to whoever out in the industry. Yeah. And I'm going to be sure to send you a list of my past guests um, so you guys can let me know who you want to be your official critics. And we'll send personal invitations out to them to, to spread the word yeah, about this huge. thing. And like I said, like I think it's important to know that by nature, humans are very reactive. And I think that we painted ourselves into this corner in, within the industry because we're reacting to what the industry and people are saying we need to do to stay relevant. And now, because we're so reactive, because who has the time to really put the thought into like what is going to be the end result of us just reacting to all these things we have to do to stay relevant? Now we're like at the mercy of all these apps that exist, and we're kind of at like we 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 painted ourselves into a corner. Mm-hmm. And I, I see something like aid it as being our way to get out of the situation we put ourselves into. But the only way we're going to do it is if we ban together and spread the spread the word about this stuff so we need to support each other and i hope that's what i'm doing by getting you guys on the show today and i hope i can get you in touch with the right people to either invest or to start uh getting involved with a platform so like this app can be in different cities throughout the country Uh, you you said it perfectly it feels really cool to hear someone else say that to us well (laughs) i I totally get how many times we've said that to each other (laughs) (laughs) i know it's like to start something from scratch so like i'm here i want to help good people doing good is good business right and i want to help you guys so uh, any last thoughts before we wrap things up and say goodbye for the day? No, we, we appreciate you having us on here and to all the listeners out there. Appreciate the support. Appreciate the downloads and let's cook together. Nice. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for making the time to share your mission with myself and my listeners. I hope we can help you guys spread the word about this sucker. And uh, there is no questioning. Joe and Steve, you two are unstoppable. Almost forgot to ask. I've been really bad about this. I'm catching it <laughs> at the very end. Who's somebody you respect and admire and believe would make a great guest mentor on the show like you guys have made for us today? Oh, man. Um, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, you should talk to Jimmy from Madame Vo. 
He's got, I think, the best pho in New York City, and he's he's doing it right. He's doing pho, it right, yeah, not, not just from a food standpoint, but I mean, that's what we're about. But you know, he's got a merch line out. He's his, collaborations, his, the collaborations he's doing with other people. He's 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 got a very similar mindset, to, like working with people in the industry and getting other people involved and doing as innovative as you could possibly be in food. Now he's he's really trying to. He's a true hustler. Yeah, beautiful. Jimmy, look out. I'm coming after you. I'd love to get you on the show. And again, uh, thank you guys for the work you're doing to uh, inject some integrity back into the industry and what's going on out there. The, try to fix the broken system. Uh, I'll say it again. There is no questioning. Joe and Steve, you two are unstoppable. Thanks, man. Thanks, bro. Thank really you. appreciate you having us on. My pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. Cut it there. Yo, all right. So there you go. There you have it. That was today's episode. Uh, pretty neat what they're trying to do. And I don't know about you, but I'm just picking up on this this vibe that they're coming from the right place. And really what Restaurant Unstoppable's mission is, you know, obviously to inspire, empower, and transform the industry. But I think one of the ways I'm going to transform the industry and we're going to transform the industry is by helping connect good people with good people. And in making it about doing the right thing, making it about the food, making it about the thing that we do, which is taking care of each other, feeding each other, serving each other. And I, I want to start rewarding people for that. Not necessarily how savvy we are, not necessarily how good we are at working the system. I mean, it's good to be creative. It's good to get scrappy. But at the same time, wouldn't it just be better if it was about the food? I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel where they're coming from. So if you want to support this mission, if you're into what's going on, if you enjoyed the message, the message in today's uh, episode, here's what I want you to do. I'll reach out to these guys. Maybe you know who the food influence, the, the food influencers are in your community. Help these guys find the right people to, that we all trust to start making the right recommendations. Uh, and then just go download the app. And when you are in New York city, test it out. We're, let's, let's try to get, Everyone who's listening to this episode, if you have an iPhone, uh, let's try to get you guys downloading this app to, to you know, so these guys can show that they, that they, you know, I think the more people that have the app downloaded, the better odds for them to find investors. And that's the other thing. If you guys are out there and you're successful restaurant operators and you got some freaking money and you want to maybe help us transform the industry by putting these better systems in place, then throw some money at these guys. Help them out, right? Why not? Uh, I wish I had money I'd throw at them. Uh, but the, least I, the, the very least I can do is give them access to all of you, these people that are listening to the show, these incredible restaurateurs that are listening to the show who want to make change. Let, let's let's uh, put our money where our mouth is. Uh, so hopefully this helps them out. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening to uh, today's episode. And some quick reminders, please reach out to me, Eric, at Restaurant Unstoppable. Keep those five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio coming. It's been a while since I've... Uh, requested for these reviews but those reviews really do help so let me you know i get emails like at least once a week from people saying thank you put those thank yous in a review and that will help me so much if you i mean i love getting those messages but i'll get them either way and then lastly guys please use my links or if there's a product or service that you maybe you didn't discover it on the show but maybe listening to restaurant unstoppable help keep this product or service top of mind Please let me make the connection. At the very least, use my links. You have no idea how much this supports the show, um, and I can probably save you money, so don't be a knucklehead. All right, that's it. Thanks for sticking around this long. Until next time, peace out.